What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode four already. We're going to jump right into 165 through heavyweight, our predictions. We did 125 through 157 last week. Thank you guys for watching. If you watched this week, we're also going to talk about some wrestle-off results. As you guys know, it's that time of year. And then at the end of the episode, we're going to talk about some of the competition this weekend. As you guys know, it is opening weekend. The show is brought to you by Barbarian Apparel. I got the Barbarian Apparel hat on. Tyler's got the windbreaker on. It's the best apparel in the game. That time in the of business. the year. It's that time of the year. Corby's got a different shirt on. Corby, oh, he brought it back. Let's oh, go. I almost didn't notice. Clap it up. There you go. All right. There you go. Corby, how you doing? <laughs> forgot, forgot to have my my uh, company <laughs> issue uniform on. Yeah, how you doing, so. Corby? Great, man. I got my company issue uniform on. I, it was hanging out up in front of me. It's been it's been pressed. She's ready to go. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm ready. Tyler's got his on, and uh, now we just got to get you boys some, and we'll be ready yep. to go. I think yes, uh, sir. we can get Josh to give us some, uh, maybe some red ones or some black ones. I don't know. Maybe snazz them up a little bit. But, uh, yeah, if we ever name the boys show, doing out there in have... Iowa? Good, good. If we ever mm -hmm. name the show, maybe we can get a custom uh, – you know button down shirt with that you know with the name on it but jake really how's things going you look like you just got done with wrestling practice um is that what just happened or no uh we had wrestling practice earlier this afternoon girls season started wrestling with skylar slade super 32 champ uh she's going to pan ams here and tomorrow so should be fun mm. awesome all right so wrestle offs were last weekend um Obviously, the Iowa State wrestle-off was the one I probably paid the most attention to. I know you guys were in the chat talking about the Ohio State wrestle-off. Um, let's start there. Let's start with Ohio State. Uh, Jesse Mendez is the talk of the town, it seems like, this offseason. He's one of the biggest recruits in a long time, probably. He gets a pin over one of the Coons brothers. I'm not sure which one, at 133 pounds. Um, Corby, did that surprise you at all to see that, or is that kind of how you saw that going? No, I didn't. I didn't think he was gonna come out and pin him like he did. So, uh, you know, mark me impressed. Um, I mean, I knew Mendez, right? We've seen it. We've, you know, he's college ready, right? Coming out. Um, so his hand fighting's right there. But yeah, pinning him like he did, definitely a shock to me. Um, and then the other one was Karchula, right? Karchula and um, and Hepner, I think. Um, you know, come down to riding time, one one. You know, Karchula couldn't get away uh hepner got riding time now um hepner did certify at 157 so there's a possibility that he could come down and 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 challenge uh you know patty gallagher so we'll see what happens there but uh yeah i mean i expect don't i don't read too much into it i mean i mean i saw devin carter lose a wrestle off too so it's not really you know it happens not a not a big thing um the no feldman i've heard a little dinged up and um from what i've been told right now um it's it's orndorff i mean orndorff's orndorff's you know it's not like feldman's right on orndorff's heels or anything like that so it's going to be orndorff this year and uh i think orndorff's gonna have a good year all right jake over the weekend iowa state finished off the wrestle offs is the first time that i've seen them do kind of multiple days at least that spread out between the let's call it the challenge bracket and the finals the big talk discussion was a win by Casey Swiderski. 
But when you got jerks and a-holes like myself pumping up an 18-year-old kid telling you guys that he's the greatest thing since sliced bread, if he doesn't go out and absolutely obliterate his teammate, you're going to get some flack. You're going to get some people who are going to say, are you pumping the brakes on this kid yet? I will admit, maybe I've pumped the brakes once since this result, but I'm also probably not taking too much stock into it. You are somebody who competed at Warburg in college, so you're familiar with these college wrestle-offs. You're familiar with these freshmen coming in. What did you think about this 6-5 to five decision that Swiderski had over Jacob Frost? Yeah, I don't think it's something that we should look into too much. I think when you train with someone for two or three months in the summer and the fall, like things will get closer over time and you might beat them up in practice, but everyone's going to be a little bit tighter in a match. So I'm not too worried about it. I talked to a few people that were there. I don't think it's anything to worry about. I still think Swiderski's a dude. I think he's only going to get better as the year goes on. I'm, I'm honestly more, uh, ready for him to wrestle Zargo this weekend. I think that's a bigger test than Jacob Frost. I know a six to five victory might not look impressive, but if he goes out and beats Zargo, I think that's um, going to be a really good win for him and, you know, something that he can uh, build on and move forward from here. I, I think actually the match I was most surprised by, and I know we talked about it in the chat, was Gaten pinning uh, Broderson. I don't think, um, you know, maybe recruiting-wise, Gaetan probably is a bigger recruit, obviously, than Broderson. But Broderson's been in the college room a couple years. I know Gaetan was losing when he got the pin. But, I mean, I don't know what Iowa State's going to do. I would assume they still redshirt. Zach, you maybe heard some other things. I, I think Gaetan's still going to hang out in redshirt for a little while. But that match really did surprise me. I thought he was going to lose to Broderson. Yeah, I don't know. Um, what do I say here? I think that you know Broderson will probably be the guy. I think that they know that MJ Gaetan is a guy that is you know the the sky's the the limit for him, right? And so, one sixty five seems to be more his weight. So I think he's probably going to go down. I wouldn't really expect to see him wrestle this year outside of the five competitions. That's one thing that people are kind of forgetting about. And Corby, you'd be better to explain this whole five wrestle five competitions and not burn your redshirt thing can you briefly summarize that for us how does that work yeah so basically first semester you cannot wrestle unattached okay so if you go to an open okay you're attached okay your team has to pay for it you can do five events okay so you can wrestle in an open is considered one event you know a tournament a two-day tournament still considered one event from what i understand and then you could do four duels after that the reason they did this was the the way they got it passed was student athletes first semester in college they don't want them traveling and missing school for competition get kind of get their feet wet you know in the in the classroom before they go travel and do things right but to me like no kid usually missed class to go to an open on a Saturday, right? You never, that never happened. So um, that's kind of how they got it passed, right? So you can wrestle five competitions throughout the whole season and not burn your red shirt, okay? Basically, that's the golden number, five. Every true freshman in the country can go out and wrestle five times without it counting against their eligibility. They can still red shirt next year. 
Now, where it gets a little tricky is, um, you know, these opens, right? Um, now people are like, well, it has to be an event that's on your schedule. Not technically, because I can send as a university, as a program, you can send six kids to an open without it technically counting as a date on your schedule. So some of these kids could, you could send six kids to an open this weekend. If you're Iowa state, you could pay for those six freshmen to go to an open, not burn their red shirt as Iowa state's down in Florida wrestling. So that, you know, that gives, you know, that gives kind of some, you know, understanding to people on what's going on with that. So look for five for the freshmen. If they wrestle more than five, then, you know, in the first semester for sure, because you can't be, you know, you can't be unattached. Now, there are some opens in the second semester that they could go wrestle unattached at. Got it. Yeah, I think some people were confused by some of that, myself included. I know I shot you a text earlier this week kind of asking how that worked. And that's something to definitely keep in mind. So let's move on to our predictions for the 165-pound weight class. Now, before we get... I don't know what the word to be. I don't want to say crucified, but before you guys listen to this, just know that there are some studs returning. So if you don't think that we're giving out the craziest picks, these guys are really freaking good. And I think that we all agree, but there is some absolute nonsense that these guys have, have put in the docket. So we'll get into that. 165 though, Corby, why don't you tell us what you think is going to happen? This is the most stacked weight class that I can remember in a very long time. We got three NCAA champions at this weight class. We got Carr going up. We got a tool returning. We got the champion from two years ago and Griffith coming back. What do you got going on at 165, Corby? Give me O'Toole. I like I like O'Toole Griffith final. I like O'Toole. Um, just. I like him. I like the kid. I think he wrestles in all positions. I think he's going to be going to be hard to beat. Give me O'Toole. Um, then my three, four, you know, it's a match we're probably going to see this weekend. Um, you know, we got, we got mean Dean and, uh, and Carr, right? So, um, we're going to see what happens there this weekend possibly. And then I've got uh Kennedy and a mean for fifth and sixth. And then a uh, Karchla and Facundo, um, a guy to look out for that. I don't have placing that I, that it wouldn't shock me at all if he did is Peyton Hall, Peyton Hall, West Virginia. Um, now Patrick Kennedy beat him in the offseason in freestyle. Um, so we'll see what, what happens there. Um, but yeah, that would be for me. Um, I like uh, I like Yant too to be around a 12 guy from uh, UNI. I like Yant. I think he works hard. I think he's he's up and coming and uh, or not up and coming because he's been out there. But I think he's gonna he's gonna keep her eyes in the ranks as the year goes on. And I I like Yant to uh, to be around a 12 guy. Um, as well as Ramirez and McCoy. So, um, yeah. What do you, what do you like Zach or, uh, what this weight you got you, Iowa state, any Iowa state guys in here for you? Yeah. You know, I'm going O'Toole Mr. as Carr, well. Maybe? I know that sounds crazy that I'm picking O'Toole over Carr. I think Carr is going to look a lot better this year. However, in my opinion, I think Keegan O'Toole can win the Hodge this year. I think he can kind of follow the footsteps of his mentor and Ben Askren. And I think O'Toole is really going to open up this year. I think he's going to win the Hodge. That's my prediction for the Hodge. It's kind of hard to win the Hodge without winning an NCAA title. So I'm going O'Toole to win it. I'm going Carr right behind him. And I'm going Griffith getting third. Uh, Jake, 
shoot me some bail here. Do you agree or disagree? What do you have at 165? Yeah, I'm I'm with you on the top three for sure. I think uh, O'Toole is going to win it. I think he is only getting better every year. He's a guy who's made consistent improvements. So, I mean, he's just a stud. He's I think he's the best guy in this weight class. Uh, and like you said earlier, this weight class is loaded. I mean, David Card and Shane Griffith, both NCAA champs. I think he's, you know, not way better than them, but I do think he's better. I've, I've got Carr getting second. I've got Griffith getting third. I've got Hamidi getting fourth. Um, so, you know, I think we're all pretty pretty much the same on the top four. And then, and then after that, you know, I've got Amin beating Kennedy for fifth and Karchla beating Peyton Hall for seventh. So, you know, I think me and me and Corby are pretty, pretty much the same on all those outside of, I got Peyton Hall. He's got, um, you know, I can't remember who he picked, but I, I know I, I like Peyton Hall in that eighth spot. Um, he had a win over uh, Kennedy last year in folk style, which was a crazy match at the Southern Scuffle. So he's a guy who obviously is a tough out for everybody. So, I mean, super tough weight. I, I'm with him on the um, Yant um, and Ramirez talk. I, I'm also interested to see how Garrett Ninehouse does uh, down at 165 for Oklahoma. I know he transferred from Purdue. So that's a guy I'm I'm extremely interested in. I don't know that he's a guy who can, you know, push for top eight, but if he's a round of 12 guy, maybe upsets someone at the national tournament. I, I feel pretty good about um, him making adjustments at, at Oklahoma. Uh, Tyler, where are we at with you? Uh, pretty much like, yeah, those first four guys are all interchangeable for me. I got O'Toole and Griffith in the finals. Um, Car and Amin for third and fourth. And then really the only people that I had that are different than the current top eight are I had Kennedy and Facundo in seventh and eighth. Yeah, I think Kennedy's somebody that people are maybe are not thinking about as much. We haven't really seen a bunch from him yet. I know he had that close loss to Alex Marinelli, but I feel like I get roasted when I bring up close losses. So um, we'll see. We'll see. I, I tell you what. I know I keep bringing up December 4th and you know what? The Hawkeyes are getting to me in the discord chat, Corby. I know you're in the street in the discord streets as well, but um, <laughs> they were trying to say that the rivalry doesn't matter. And I want to say that is fake news. So um, just thought I would say that why I'm saying that is Kennedy and Carr. I can't wait for that this year. It's going to be great. I can't wait. 165 is probably, I mean, can you guys think of a weight? When's the last time a weight class has been this stacked? Uh, it, what comes to mind for me is 174 with Andrew Howe and uh, Perry and Caldwell and Brown and Kokesh, that 74-pound mm. weight class. I can't think of anything else with that many champions in it at one time. Corby? Yeah, years ago, years ago we had a 33 that was that was ridiculous as well. Um but no, this this 65 is definitely stacked as well as you're stacked up top. But then, like you said, you got a lot of a lot of young kids coming into this weight too. that that, you know, you got the Kennedy, right? You've got um, you got uh, Facundo, you've got you got some young kids in there as well. So, yeah, this is to me the the weight to watch um, my, you know, probably the most excited weight of the, of the year for me. It would be this weight class. So, um yeah, very excited for it, and uh, yeah, I think it's going to definitely be the the best weight. And like you said, if how about this, O'Toole? If O'Toole goes undefeated, wins that weight class, like you said, I mean Hodge, I mean it's tough weight. It'd be unbelievable if he did it right because he's gonna he's gonna face a lot of these guys. So um, 
I'm interested to see him, his development. I hear he's, um, you know, I mean, when you hear kid like him's added, you know, some things to his game, you're like, well, how could he have? But I hear he's added some things to his game, so uh, I'm ready to see it. All right, moving right along to 174. Another tough weight class. It's a traditionally tough weight class. It's always got some hammers in it, which, of course, it's Division One college wrestling, so why wouldn't it? But at 174, I feel like we all have the same top two guys. I feel like a lot of wrestling minds would have the same top two guys, both national champions. So another multi-national champion weight class. I'm interested to hear your guys' picks. I'll go ahead and start off because I've only got the top two guys written down here, Starachi and Lewis. I feel like Carter Starachi, his mouth has written a lot of checks that he's going to cash this season. Just came off of a bronze medal over at U23s. He's got a new training partner in Kyle Dake. Not sure if he's happy about it or not, but either way, it's going to make him better. I am a big Lewis fan, but I'm picking Carter Starachi for his third on his way to his fourth or fifth who knows at this point i got carter starachi jake what are we looking at yeah i'm with you on starachi uh you know you got the penn state effect there they're just gonna win close matches i think lewis is athletically gifted enough to beat starachi um but you know we just haven't seen it yet so it wouldn't shock me if lewis beat him but i'm i'm not picking it um a guy who i think is gonna get third is is labriola he's he's been around the block it's got to be like his fifth or sixth year um but uh you know he's a guy who's always competitive always in tight matches with those top guys like starachi and kimmer and and guys like that but he hasn't shown that he can really get it done. So I, I've got him getting third. I am, like I said earlier, or at the last show, Ethan Smith, uh, I've got him getting fourth. I think Ohio State's going to have a really good year this year. Um, and then after that, I think you got a guy like Plot or or Lout from North Carolina who are going to wrestle in that fifth, sixth place match. And then um, I'm going to be biased here, and I'm going to pick DeVos and Runyon to wrestle in the seventh place match. Let's go. Let's go, Rams. You know, two two kids that I coached in high school, also two guys who have, have had success at every level that they've been at. Hold, 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 uh, hold on a second. I, I don't like to interrupt very much. But DeVos versus Ram, who you got? Oh. You're, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I, I'm not, I, I'll uh I'll let them them decide that when they wrestle this year. But uh, I it, I've watched it in the room plenty of times, so I I can tell you it's going to be awesome. But uh, yeah, those are two guys I I think are going to finally make a breakthrough. Um, and then a guy who I also really like is uh, Foca out of Cornell. Uh, I think he's a guy who can do a lot of damage. You know, he's probably not beaten Starachi or Lewis, but uh, he can compete with everybody else in this weight. I'm, I'm pretty confident of that. It, it's an exciting weight. It's not as deep as 65 as far as like your top end talent and middle talent, but it's a weight with a lot of guys who can do a ton of damage. So I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah. Shout out to uh, the Southeast Polk wrestling team. Corby, what do you got? Man, I got I got Carter as well. I think I think it's his weight. Um, to me, he's one of the I mean, he's one of the best pound for pound guys I think in college. Um, very impressed by him. Um, I think it's his weight to lose. Actually, Jake and I got the same top four 
and and then Lewis Labs and Smith, and then he's got Plot. I went with Lout. Now this weekend, Lewis and Lout, two All Americans are both registered for the Southeast Open, okay? So that's a that's a match to watch out for. We could see that this weekend. Um, and then I got a couple guys that, um, you know, he mentioned one in FOCA. I got FOCA getting seven, but I got O'Malley. I got O'Malley in there. Um, I got O'Malley getting sixth. Um, you know, O'Malley, Drexel kid, um, very talented, upper body throws, Got McFadden in there rolling with him. He's right there by the Penn RTC. Look out for O'Malley. And then I got a little – I got Ruth. You guys remember there was a guy by the name of Ed Ruth. And uh, this is his brother. His brother's at Illinois now. And uh, and I got him getting eighth. Um, I think he's going to be a load. Um, he was originally uh, a Lehigh commit. And then now he ends up in Illinois. And I think, uh, I think he gets eighth. And then uh, – I like Mako, Hastings, Plot, and Turley for my round of 12. Um, I think uh, Plot coming, you know, back again, 74, going to be a handful. Wouldn't shock me if, you know, I've got Plot round of 12 right now. Um, wouldn't shock me if he did get up in there. And one guy right now, I'm going to tell you that that hasn't been mentioned yet, and he's an eighth-year guy, okay? That's why I didn't bring him into the mix yet, Romero. Okay, Romero, Utah Valley. Okay, this guy's been his eighth season in college. Okay, so I just, man, if he can make it to the national tournament healthy, look out. I didn't put him in there because, I, I mean, he's been his eighth year, right? I mean, he's just been injured the last couple times through. So I hope he can stay healthy. If he does, look out. He's going to be a force. I just couldn't put him down there because. You know, I just always bandaged up. So, yeah, I was a little disappointed when I saw I that I was the only one who uh, did put Ramiro in my top eight. I got him in at seventh, but uh, I think it's just because I think his last run he had a really good one, and then I that name just kind of stuck with me. So when I saw he was back, I wanted to put him in there. I feel like he's somebody that a lot pick. of people have have issue with. I remember when he got seated pretty generously that one year. People were pretty mm. upset about that, but he's been a gamer for a while now. Yeah, eight years. Eight years. <laughs> that is crazy. All right. 184, moving right along here. Corby, your mic is hot. I'll let you keep going. I feel like we're going to have a lot of similar picks in this one, but go ahead and get into it. Yeah, man, give me uh, give me Brooks. Brooks and Hoagie. I got Brooks and Hoagie final. Um, give me Brooks. Um, and then I got Kek Eisen, uh Romero. Um, and then I've got, uh, Bowen and Coleman. And then I've got, uh, for seventh and eighth, I got Assad and I got, uh, Brian Saldano, true freshman Rutgers. This kid's going to be funky. He's going to, I mean, he, this is a kid. I tell you right now, if the country doesn't know who he is, you will. And, uh, he's going to be very exciting to watch. He's funky. Um, good on the mat. Um, I got him coming in and, uh, in, you know, being an All-American. And then I got Jonathan Lowe, Munez. Now we got Fine Silver transferring into Michigan, too, going up to 184. We're going to see how that pans out. And then I got Montalvo, uh, who all, who's right out here by me now at Arizona State. So um, we'll see um, how that ends up shaking out. Now that we're on Arizona State, and I know we're at 84, but um, 
throw this in here. Um, Jacory Teamer out, mm. torn pack. Not sure if he'll be back this year. It's sounding like he might not be. If he's not, then uh, you know, look for a medical. So just wanted to you know throw that out there. Jake, one eighty four. I don't see a whole lot of differences, but you do have a different runner up. So go ahead and let us know what your thought process was there. Yeah, you know, I'm going to stay on the Panther train. I picked Runyon to place, so I'm going to uh, pick Kekaisen in the finals. I just like the way he wrestles, and maybe I'm a little biased as I get to watch him, maybe a little bit more than Hydley being in Iowa, but, man, he wrestles hard. He's hard-nosed. He's always a tough out. I think him and Hydley are, I mean, we watched it last year, awesome match. Um, so, you know, I got kick guys and getting it done. I think you and I is in need of another NCAA finalist. And I think kick guys is the guy to do it. Um, I know Doug is really high on him. Just listening to some interviews from their media day. Uh, but I've got highly getting third. I've got Romero getting fourth, just like Corby. Uh, I've got Coleman beating Bolin. Um, and then I've got Assad and Munoz in that seventh and eighth place match. So pretty high on, on Assad. I know he's healthy right now, at least from what I hear. Uh, I think he's been a little banged up over the last couple of years. So I think we're, we're uh, going to see a different Assad, hopefully at the beginning of the year. Um, you know, I do like Saldano, like Corby said, I remember actually watching him as a freshman high point came to cheesehead. He wrestled Kay DeVos at 145, or no, sorry, 160. Um, you know, freshman, I was like, oh, Kay's going to kill this kid. Kay's a senior. And, you know, he, he kept it really close, really funky, really good. Uh, what do you call it? Gator bacon, Dale and Ness used to do. Uh, super good there. So he's always a tough out. So that's a guy I'm, I'm really interested in. And then, um, you know, like, like Corby said, fine silver. Michigan, you know, though they do really well with those upper middleweights. So that's a guy who I think can surprise some people. I know he's, um, you know, maybe hasn't had the career that would say he's going to be an all American yet, but he, he's a guy who's always a tough out. So should be interesting. Now, Tyler and I both have the same. I, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Zach. No, you go ahead. Tyler and I both have the same picks at 184. So I'll save you guys the time and effort there. We both picked Hydley, or sorry, we both picked Brooks um, over Hydley. So we'll move right along to 197. Corby, was there something that you wanted to add there before we move along? Yeah, I was just thinking. I, I my brain, I'm sitting here and I'm the the names we missed at not missed, but that weren't mentioned at 74. You know, we didn't pick Romero. And you know, another name I'm just sitting here thinking that nobody brought up, and I don't know if it's maybe we're all injury or whatever but nobody brought up nelson brands at 74 um i i know there he got injured i know there are rumors you know it could be the year i don't think it's going to be the year i think we're going to see nelson back um you know i i would assume you know for the for the big 10 season um so that's just something that you know i thought that you know we should probably throw out there did tom talk about that at all at media day do you know I, I don't remember it i don't remember hearing him talk about it but maybe i'm i'm off but from my understanding is he's going to be back by the end of the year right on all right 197 here i'll go first i know i'm not written down first but you guys always know i gotta have at least one homer pick here but i don't think this is as crazy as other people think 
you know, I've got the cardinal and the gold glasses. But Tyler and I saw this young gentleman at the mall the other day. He was getting it on, you know what I'm saying? He was he was holding it down, you know what I'm saying? And I think that Younger, as the season went on last year, that's who I'm picking, by the way. I'm picking Younger Bastida over Max Dean in the finals. Younger got better as the year went on. He started pinning people. He has a ton of incredible great wins max dean has won his past four out of eight matches by only one takedown i believe so younger's a takedown machine i think he is a lot of problems for somebody like max dean i think that he is somebody that is i like max dean lost to cam caffey last year and i think younger bastida is a better version of him so i'm gonna pick younger bastida to win the entire thing I'm picking Max Dean to get second place. Jake, the floor is yours. <laughs> well, I, I know that uh, before we started this podcast, I would uh, make guest appearances with Zach on our on just some videos, and I did an NCAA prediction last year, and I picked Warner to actually win 197 last year in our picks. Um, I'm not going to be that crazy this year. I'm going to go uh, Dean to beat Warner. Uh, I think just watching the last couple matches, I think, you know, whatever, maybe Dean's figured him out. Maybe it's the Penn state thing. Maybe they just are always win those tough matches, but I'm going to go with my, uh, my brain here instead of my gut and go Dean over Warner. Um, you know, a guy that I'm also really excited for this year is, uh, Elam out of Missouri. I think he's due for a good year. I know he's banged up last year. Um, and then a guy who's coming up from 84, you know, you got Bernie Truax out of Cal Poly. I think he's going to get fourth place here. I think he's a guy who has a super high pace. He's going to give some of these 97-pounders uh, fits. Uh, then I got Younger. Uh, I got Beard getting seventh. Um, and then two guys I'm also interested in are Nino Bonacorsi, former NCAA finalist, and then Tanner Sloan, who just uh, made the world finals in the U23s. I think he's a guy who's probably due to be in the top eight. I don't know that he's going to do it, but he's a guy who I think uh, has put the time and effort in, and I think he's you know, maybe going to sneak his way on the podium here. Um, are your picks – and are like – you have it, Dean, Warner, Elam, Truex, and then Younger. So is that in order of the place that you think is going to happen? Yeah, that's that's how I kind of uh, was envisioning it when I went through uh, the different rankings and everything. I, uh, so uh, so not, you, have, you have Dean, Warner, Elam, Truex, and then Younger fifth? I, yes, yes. Okay. All right, I'm just checking. I was checking. Hey, I mean, hey, I Younger, hope, I hope younger I'm wrong. Plus. I've got younger on my fantasy team. I hope that I am very, very wrong. All right. That's fine. That's fine. That's all right. Corby, go ahead. You know, Jake said, you know, his pick last year and he didn't want to, uh, you know, get crazy and whatever this year. Well, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm going, I'm going Warner. Give me Warner, Illinois boy, Washington, Illinois. Give him to me this year, getting it done. Give me Warner over Dean. Younger third, Elam, Bernie, Beard, Sloan, Jacob Cardenas eighth. We saw great U23s by Cardenas. Gimme Laird coming back down from heavyweight at Ryder. Uh, Dupre, Bonacorsi, and Caffey. And you know what? I mean, 
gimme Warner. You know, I'm I'm uh I don't know, I give me a team race. Give me something this year at the ncaa championships okay right now we're sitting at 197 we've picked all the way through i got spencer lee champ i got woods champ i got warner champ i got rby <laughs> you, champ you think- i got carter champ i got brooks champ right now we're sitting three three um champ on champ right now going into heavyweight um and then you know we'll see what happens at heavyweight but uh yeah and then there's a lot of other weight classes there but you know, yeah, give me uh, give me Warner over Dean. Jake Warner, you know, gets there last year, figures it out. You know, knows what the knows what the lights are about, and uh, yeah, give him to me. I uh, oh. I got Warner, are, Warner are NCAA you guys, champion. Are, are you guys leveraging this for something? Like, <laughs> are you guys getting something in return for these for this? Are you guys plotting against Who? me here? What's going on? You guys. No, I got younger at third. That's a great. Right. That's a great pick. Younger third. He's got younger fifth. Yeah, so good, we're averaging younger out. Good job, four. buddy. Here's your here's your medal. Right, is what you're doing. You're patronizing me right now. No, I, I mean, got him third. <laughs> I got him third. I mean, what do you? That's that's pretty. That's I mean, pretty that's my guy. I gotta go to, I mean, I gotta go to bat for him. I gotta go to bat. For no, him. I I I love him. All right. I think I'm That's high fine. on him. I mean, come on, we got him third, and he just learned he just learned our sport a couple of years ago, right? True. And he's I got him ahead of a lot of a lot of good guys that have you know been wrestling this style since they were in diapers, and and this kid's figuring it out fast. And and uh, how about this? He'll win an NCAA title before he leaves. I'll take that. I, I this I, year. I, I believe seems fair. This year, I believe that. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't think their Homer Hawkeye picks can get any more Homer. So why don't we start off with heavyweight Corby, you go ahead and go first. I don't know who you're going to pick, but please let's not make it a Hawkeye Corby. Go ahead. No, no, we're going, we're going Tony Cassiope's put on some weight. I got Cassiope Schultz in the final. Um, Mason Paris is the guy that's got his number, but I, I think they could maybe not meet up. Um, Give me Cassiope over Schultz. Um, yeah, give me a team race this year in, in, uh, in Tulsa. I'm, I'm ready for it. I think the fans are ready for it. I think wrestling needs it. And, uh, yeah, give me Cassiope. Give me Schultz, Kirk Fleet, Paris, Holger Orndorff, Slavikuski out of Harvard, Elam. And then uh, give me Hendrickson. Um, give me Fernandez. Uh your boy Sammy Schuyler, Iowa State. Give me him in the round of twelve as well. So uh, yeah, those are my picks. Give me Cassiope. Um, so I think the team race this year could, you know, it's going to come down to those other weights. You know what I mean? It's going to come down to to forty nines, fifty sevens, sixty fives. You know what what happens at those weight classes? That could that could determine the national championship. I hope it does. I'm I'm ready to not have it be over on friday night so uh oh give me tony Cassiope over schultz i don't think that's a i mean obviously that's not a crazy pick by any means um i think cassiope's put on some weight this year you're not gonna see abs anymore on cassiope um you know you could see at u23s he's put on some weight probably 25 to 30 pounds i would guess so uh he's gonna be back up there in the range of rise it's kind of funny how heavyweight went 
everybody watched Kyle win in the two twenties and everybody thought smaller was better. So we kind of saw the smaller guys for a little bit. And now a lot of guys that got smaller are actually trying to get bigger again. You have Boone McDermott, Iowa guy. You don't know Boone. Boone's back up to 260 pounds. He's put on 30, 35 pounds this off season. So, um, yeah, that's a guy from Rutgers too that you know had some results last year that you know is gonna not be giving up all the size this year. So it's just kind of weird how we watched heavyweight kind of trend lower, and now guys feel they need to wrestle around 250, 260 to to have the success. You think it's gonna get back to big boy season back when we yeah. had like McMullen, and, which he's skinny now. I don't know if you guys have seen him lately, but McMullen and Tony Nelson and a lot of those bigger guys. You think it's gonna go trend back to being big again? I do. I do. I think you're going to see the, the 255 to, to 275 guy where for years, you know, we're watching guys, you know, the last 225 to 240 was a lot of the target ranges for a lot of these heavyweights where they wanted to get to. And now I think, you know, it's trends, right? They watch Kyle thought, oh, well, guys, I mean, he's a phenom. He's one of the best we've ever seen. So obviously he could have, he could have wanted it. He could have, he could have wanted an unlimited, you know what I mean? So, I, I mean, I wouldn't put too much stock into that, but that's kind of what happened, and guys got what's, smaller, and I think we'll see guys get bigger. I mean, talk about what's going to happen Schultz when uh, Colton Schultz wins this year. Yeah, how's everyone going to look after he wins? More yeah, traditional. Yeah, I mean, well, could happen. I got Cavs, Yopi, Schultz, but you're right. It could happen. Is that your pick, Tyler? Yeah, I got Schultz winning over Kirk in the finals, but I feel like Colin Schultz is the last like traditional heavyweight we've seen come through in a while of like the true heavyweight physique. Him and yeah, him and um, a big bear, Jordan Jordan Wood as well, which he's gone. Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah. Uh, Jake, the floor is yours. Well, you know, I think I'm uh, probably maybe even have more of a reason to be a little bit more Iowa biased, uh, but uh, I do not have Cassiope winning. I have him getting fourth, actually. I think, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how this weight kind of plays out throughout the year, but I think I just don't see him beating Mason Paris. Um or Kirk Fleet, to be honest with you, this year. I know he's his record against him is is extremely good, but I think a healthy Kirk, a healthy Paris is going to be really hard for him to beat. Um, I actually have Cassiope losing to Schultz for third. I have Kirk Fleet beating Paris in the finals. I think, um, you know, unfortunately, we're not going to see as big of a team race as uh, Corby would like. Um, just with Kirk, I, th I think he's a guy who's only gotten better um and he's going to continue to do that he's a great athlete and then i get davison hilger hendrickson elam to to round out the top eight you know but i think and i still don't think we can rule gable out um i don't know that he i know he hasn't made a for sure decision but i i've my uh inside source has told me that he is um gonna wait till second semester which leads me to believe he's not coming back but I know this summer at Fargo, I was told he was 100% coming back. So I think this weight is much more fun without Gable. Um, but obviously, if he's there, he's he's going to win it. I don't wish that he comes back, personally. I think it's going to be more yeah. fun for the fans if he doesn't come back. And that's a compliment to him because of how good he is. Let's move on, though. Oh, I picked 
Schultz. I'm going big boy season as well. I'm all in for big boy heavyweights to come back. I wish they would go back to unlimited. Was it Chris Taylor back in the day? Yeah, we need, we need like 350 pounders. Yeah, I'm all for that. Let's move on to the matches this weekend. It feels good that we can finally move on past previews and predictions. Now we can, I guess, still preview and predict these matches. But why don't we start off with a little Iowa-Wisconsin. I believe it was Corby had these guys as their third and fourth place. I don't remember who he picked as third and who he picked as fourth, but Dean hitted Dean Hamidi hitting the gritty. I was trying to say that. And uh, David Carr, I'm picking David Carr. And I did a little preview show on the Patreon. If you guys don't know, I've, we uh, have a Patreon over at Stalemates on patreon.com slash stalemates. I did a 20 minute preview of this entire duel. So if you want my full thoughts and opinions, you can go check it out there. But I actually have car by major decision here. Um, I know that can be kind of bold, but I think Carr is going to be a hungrier version of himself. It's a little bit different than when you're the champ, the reigning champ, and when you're trying to get back to the top of the mountain. He got third last year. I think he opens up the season. Maybe he's going to catch Hamidi off, off his game a little bit. I'm trying to go a little bit of psychic and predict things before they happen, but I think David Carr will uh, – major dean Hamidi. um corby you're giving me a look you disagree um major now i picked Hamidi over car for third fourth um i think um i got car i think uh this week i got car i think dean's um funky um one of those guys that um maybe car's speed is a little bit too much for him the first time um but I think as if they wrestle again, I think I think Dean will feel that. I think he'll make adjustments. Um, so, but yeah, give me Carr this weekend. Um, give me seven four Carr, something like that. I'll take Carr okay. seven four. Casey Swiderski, the true freshman. We might as well call this the Swiderski hour for how much I talk about him, but. He's going to have his hands full with Zargo, Wisconsin's 41-pounder. He was there last year, NCAA qualifier-type guy, round of 12, maybe, something like that. So Zargo's good. I know he's also going to have another tough opponent from Campbell and Shannon Hanna, another NCAA qualifier. So a big weekend for Casey Swiderski, the true freshman. Jake, what are you predicting here? Yeah, I think I think Swiderski is going to have a little bit of a coming out party here after a, a close wrestle off win. I think he's going to beat Zargo. I think it's going to be close. I think you're going to look at a Swiderski get up early, Zargo try to come back late and fall a little bit short. Um, I think Swiderski is just a little too slick. From what I've seen from Zargo, is he's uh, relies maybe a little bit too much on his gas tank. So I mean. I think Swiderski is going to come out and win like a six to four, seven to five type of match. Um, and I think people are going to start coming back on the Swiderski train this weekend. Moving right along, 197, my boy Younger Bastida versus Braxton Amos. I think most people would agree that Braxton Amos' college career, his debut, didn't maybe go as anticipated i know that he posted about some personal stuff that was going on um which 
we all know can be tough to deal with, especially if you're a Division One college athlete. So I think we're going to see a much stronger Braxton Amos this year, probably a more familiar with college wrestling Braxton Amos. I'm picking younger, though. No surprise there. Corby, what do you think at this match here? This this is a good – this whole duel, Wisconsin, is going to be great. Wisconsin-Iowa State. But I think this is probably one of the ones that I'm looking forward to the most. What do you think, Corby? Yeah, I like this match. Um, I like Younger. Um, I don't think I don't think Amos rides him. I think Younger can get away. Um, I like Younger on his feet. I think it's a close match, but uh, but but give me Younger in that one. Um, I like Amos though. I think um, last year at the beginning of the year, you know, trying to get his weight under control, being a 97 kg guy, you know, 213, trying to wrestle 197, having to shrink that body down. Um, you know, last year, you know, he was coming off some Greco competition that I don't believe it was too far from the season starting. So, um, this year, you know, I think you'll see him uh, a better Braxton Amos than we did last year for sure. Um, but I think younger here, younger is just, I think, uh, still too crafty. He's, you know, pretty wily veteran of, you know, hand fighting. So I, I like younger Jake. Yeah, I'm I'm with uh, Corby 100%. I think, um, you know, Amos is probably going to show a little bit better version this year, but Younger, I think, is just a little bit too much on his feet. I think um, especially Amos is going to start – he starts digging underhooks. I mean, he might get inside trip to his back at some point. Um, but I, I would imagine Younger wins – like two or three takedowns to to none you know some of those escapes might make it a little bit closer than than the match actually was 149 i know we're kind of jumping around weights here but 149 panero johnson will get a former cyclone in austin gomez in the little prediction show that i was telling you guys about i actually picked austin gomez to win by fall here I think he's going to want to open up his season with a statement. As you guys know, Austin Gomez is a guy who likes to entertain. He likes to please the crowd. Not that he needs any more motivation to win. I think it's kind of weird to be like, oh, he, you know, he's going to try much harder because he's going to face his former team. But I do think he's going to try to make us more of a splash because it is Iowa State. I think that Panero could probably get the first takedown. But then after that, I think Austin Gomez is probably going to launch him. So, I'm going Austin Gomez with 16 points. Corby, what do you think? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if he if he pinned him, but I also wouldn't be shocked if it's, you know, if if it's a major decision. Um, but yeah, Gomez is a gamer. He's definitely going to go for it. Um, his mindset. You're you're right on. No doubt about it. He's gonna. He'll have extra, extra you know umph in this match for sure facing his old team you know just the way it is and uh but yeah give me gomez um and yeah i don't think i don't think it'll be uh that close actually um what do you what are you hearing at 33 zach do you know are we going to see ramazan are we going to see redding because they've got lamont that's that's an interesting matchup so what are we going to see do you know i have it down as redding we got to see him at the benefit dinner and he's, you know, he's, he's looking like a 133 pounder. That's for sure. Ramazan was walking around. Ramazan had a really bad injury at the NCAAs last year, something with his elbow or his arm, but I think he's doing better. I don't believe that Ramazan was even in the challenge bracket with the uh, Iowa state's wrestle off. So I don't think that we're going to see Ramazan for a while. 
I think Ramazan, though, down the stretch could be the guy. I probably, I would assume there's going to be a wrestle-off at a later date, considering Ramazan was an NCAA qualifier last year. Redding is good, though. I mean, Redding is Redding would be the guy if at 41 if Swiderski wasn't there. I think it's going to be Redding and Lamont, though, and uh, probably take Lamont at that one. I'll take Redding. Okay, New York, a little New York flavor there. Why Redding? Um, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I think he can ride Lamont. Um, I think he'll have some size on Lamont. Um, yeah, I, I like Redding there. This duel is going to be, this is going to be an unbelievable duel me. I mean, top to bottom, it's going to be an unbelievable duel me. Who do we see at 74 for Wisconsin? You know, do uh, we is see, it Otten or the um, Otto? Is what's it? What's the seventy-four pounder's name? It was somebody I'd never seen before. His name For, is Josh Otto. Otto, yeah. Arrowhead, Wisconsin. Yep, Jake. Yep. What do you know and, about? Uh, it? But in my opinion, go ahead, Jake. Oh, I, I mean, I just know that Cade DeVos and Lance Runyon wrestled him all the time. He's a, I mean, he's a pretty strong good hard tough nosed kid he's not super dynamic or anything but he's he's a guy who's who can keep matches close and is going to compete with those top guys just because he's he's strong stays in good position he's i mean he's going to be a tough out i i would like them to bring gaetan with them this weekend you know i think this is a duel that kevin dresser wants to win i think he wants to beat chris bono i think there's kind of a friendly rivalry between the two of them and uh you know it's gonna be in chris bono's hometown i believe so i know we we got to interview dresser this off season and we talked about this for a while and he said that he does want to wreck bono's homecoming and kind of a playful jab but it's kind of how dresser operates i believe i wouldn't be surprised if they brought mj with them you know as one of the five competitions that's totally in bounds right Oh, definitely. I think what you could see from Wisconsin, too, is I think uh, Otto and Rowley are, are you know, right there, right? I think um, I think you could see they have three matches this weekend, right? Um, you know, I, I had heard Rowley might go, you know, a few months, maybe six weeks ago. You know, he could be the guy at 74. So I started looking at their schedule, and I seen they had Chattanooga, and I'm thinking, wow, that's – it's probably not a good matchup for the true freshman to go wrestle Rocky Jordan, right? So I was like, man, I don't know about that. So maybe maybe you see them wrestle Otto a duel, right? Maybe he gets a duel. Maybe uh, Rowley gets a duel, right? I think they wrestle Chattanooga and Buffalo, and then they wrestle Iowa State. So I don't know who we could see Rowley. We could see Otto against Broderson maybe. I don't know who we see here, but – I think they definitely bring Rowley with him and, uh, you know, use him for the, you know, the matches. I, I um, you know, snuck a look at the at the Michigan State um, and he, he wasn't he's not registered for Michigan State Open. So that made me believe that, you know, as a true freshman, if he's not registered for that open first weekend, he's probably traveling with the team. And I wouldn't be shocked to see Rowley get a match this weekend. And then if he performs well, depending you know, you could maybe see him in this duel. I don't know. But it also could be Otto, who I believe Otto could be a fourth-year kid by now, third or fourth year maybe. Um, like he said, he's a big, long kid, good upper body, um, been around the block. So, yeah, 
should be interesting. Should be a great dual meet. And then, I mean, Skylar Hilger as well. I mean, you look and people look for Hilger to all American. Some people, you know, got Skylar in the teens. Dresser said Skylar had a good off season. So, you know, I know they've wrestled in the past and I, I believe Hilger's, you know, beat them. So uh, we'll see. Um, see how that goes down. What else do you like this weekend besides, you know, that dual meet? One other thing that I wanted to talk about. Well, are you want to go? Do you want to get into the opens, or you want to get into? Uh, do you want to get in Nebraska, North Dakota State? Um, I mean, yeah, we could. I mean, if you want, um, I know we could see Robin Frannick this weekend, which is, I mean, a very interesting match, um, as well as Samuelson and Munoz. So those are two that we could see, um, and we have. Um, the opens so um the southeast open um we've been able to uh, get some registration and and uh it'll be ventresca and flynn again they wrestled uh, ventresca won the first wrestle off then they wrestled again ventresca won in overtime then they wrestled another one win overtime they put an hour on the clock set on your feet takedown wins after 10 minutes nobody had to take down so they call it a draw um, so they're both registered as well as, uh, you know, Jack Wagner, UNI guy that you guys very well, you know, familiar with there in Iowa. He's at UNC now. He beat Spencer Moore in the wrestle off. He's probably going to be the guy. Um, and then we got some high school kids. We got Cooper Hilton and, uh, and McGowan, right? We got Mark Anthony McGowan and Cooper Hilton both entering at 125 in the open division. So that'll be interesting. Um, Latona, Latona bumped up a weight now. He's at 33. How's he going to do? Uh, Melendez and Hernandez are both there. Melendez pins Hernandez in the wrestle off in a 0 0 match. So they're in the bracket. That'll be interesting. Um, Crook, Crook, a freshman out of Florida, beats Chicolin Girardi in the wrestle off. Looks like Crook could be the guy. They're both in the bracket, along with um, another Iowa guy you guys are aware of, Zach Price. Zach Price is now down at Gardner Webb. He'll, he's going to be in this bracket along with Dylan Cedeno of Virginia. And the kid that I think is probably going to win the bracket this weekend is Canadian kid Lachlan McNeil. UNC, he's in the bracket. And then we talked about when we went through the picks, we got Lewis, we got Lout both in at 174. A lot of the other opens, you know, the registrations are still locked. You can't um, get into them yet. So we're not 100% sure who we will see. But if the Michigan State Open draws the starters, it's going to be it's going to be awesome. There's at least four to five ranked guys in every weight. If you send your starters, it just it just is hard to determine who we are going to see and who we are not since we don't have registration and we probably won't get it till, you know, the big, you know, registration list. I believe we could see it early Saturday morning. So um, before the tournament, maybe a couple hours before. So um, it's just hard to talk about those opens when we don't have a registration. Well, let's wrap up this show. Before we do, I want to see how good you guys are. This was not on the docket. I'm going to throw you guys for a loop, but the answer to this question is up for interpretation, and I'll go first. I want to hear you guys' craziest prediction for the weekend. In my opinion, me picking Gomez to pin Panero Johnson is probably my craziest pick of the weekend. I kind of hope I'm wrong. Actually, I really hope that I'm wrong. So 
to me, I think it's going to happen, but I think it's kind of crazy because Panero's really good as well. Who wants to go second? Man, that's a tough, that's a tough one. I think um, my big prediction uh, would probably have to be Hamidi over Carr. Um, I don't think I'm going to go crazy and, and pick him to to pin him or anything, but I, I think a lot of people would be surprised, if not shocked, if Hamidi beats Carr. And I don't know that I'm predicting it, but I, I'm if I mean like you're talking like a big headline there, that would be Hamidi over Carr. I, I think that's a um, a match not many people are going to pick. Um, it wouldn't shock me. It would surprise me a little bit, though. Tyler? Yeah, looking at everything laid out here, um, that's the one I actually was going to go with, too, for a possible landmine out of the matches. I think committee could get a decision over Carr as a likely upset for this weekend. Corby? Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to go crazy... Um, with this weekend as far as predictions go but um i like i said i like lock mcneil the lock mcneil to win the open at 41 um you know give me man no you know i don't think mcgowan wins that um open i like my opinion out of that open, I like Ventresca. I think Eddie Ventresca is way better than people know. Jersey kid. Um, but yeah, I like Ventresca there. Um, I mean, I said I liked, I mean, I think people people would consider this an upset. I mean, Redding over Lamont, right? I mean, I said that earlier. I think I think Redding beats Lamont. Um You know, just, not that not that you have like to twist that. my arm for that one, but I kind of you're kind of swaying me over that way. I kind of forgot how good Redding is. And Lamont has struggled. Well, you did drive a van. Before. I know, I know. But I just kind of—it's been a while since we've seen Zach Redding out there, and and uh, he was somebody that I was like him and Tarakina coming in right in their true freshman year and starting like they did, and qualifying for the NCAA tournament like they did. You kind of forget how good that they were, and like I said, Taylor Lamont has struggled at thirty-three in the past, so it's not crazy now that you talk about. It. I kind of want to switch my answer, but I'm not going to. Um, and you remember right. you're seeing Redding at 41. You saw Redding at 41 last as well. So you're you're kind of looking at those. He came results in at 33, too, right? though I believe. So he he came in right. at 33. Yeah, he, he went did. Up to 41. He, he's back down to 33. Yes. So it's interesting. Mm -hmm. I'll say that. Um, all right. If you guys don't have anything else to add on here, we can go ahead and wrap this up. If you guys like this show, please drop a comment. Let us know how crazy these picks were or weren't. Uh, let Corby know that he is a Hawkeye homer on this episode, but it's fine. Oh, it's fine. No way. <laughs> it's fine. Jake too. Tyler, you're suspect as well. I'm the only one. I'm the only one real out here in these streets. Um, I'm the only real, mean. realistic person. And no, I'm just kidding. Uh, thank you guys for watching so much. Shout out to Barbarian Apparel, and we will see you guys next week.